I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, everyone. I'm Rachel Goodman, and I'm here with my co-host, fellow Maria Jedi Menounos, Knight, Ryan Nielsen, to, to discuss Clone Wars Season 7, Episodes 3 and 4. So much happened in these episodes. We're going to dive in. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ryan, so what were your overall thoughts before we... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the thing with three is that um, we were talking a lot about this before the show too, but just even, even just watching three, I felt like it was necessary, especially with Echo and the development there, but it did not, um, and I enjoyed it, but it it didn't um, hold my interest the way four did, especially watching Anakin have his Darth Vader moment. And the other thing I'm going to say before we dive in is that I've also been reading the Darth Vader comic. Um, by Pack, and it is amazing. If you are a fan, like obviously, if you're watching Clone Wars, you'd probably love this comic. Um, but just to just to like tell you guys a little bit, it's Darth Vader having flashbacks to when he was in. And so, yeah. But in any case, I was definitely here for Episode Four when we saw him kind of go into that moment where he was, yeah, like pre Darth Vader. But uh yeah absolutely be sure to stay tuned until the end too because we're gonna go through and give you our mvp of the episode as our special segment and some predictions so let's dive right in um we start we're in sticka minor still and echo has just been unplugged ryan where did you yeah yeah or like or you're just not the same. And that was, uh, yeah, that was my worry is that we were going to get a situation where Echo was going to do something really bad to them. That's where I thought they were going with this, especially with um, one, the, the, um, you know, hallmark moment of the episode, survival is one step on the path to living.
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But at what cost? And I think that's the theme of both three and four is can you, when you, whether it's, whether you are a prisoner of war or you've just gone through something so incredibly traumatic that it changes you, can you fit back in to the family where you once belonged? And I, I liked that theme going throughout, even as we continued on three, we didn't have a chance to see how this time um, being connected affected Echo, except now I'm also a Star Trek fan and this reminds me of a Borg moment. Sorry, this is a part after show, but it totally reminded me of seeing somebody hooked up to, you know, the commune of the Borg and being part of the collective. Because with um, Echo, one of the things we learn is that yes, they were using him, but he also has access to their databases now too. And this ends. Up <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it literally it reminded me of it, especially because with Borg, it's the same idea as with Echo, where you and your part machine with the body parts, not necessarily machine, but you you kind of are part machine, part um, organic. Exactly. Vader. <laughs> um, so but the whole thing is that Anakin ends up going on the stealth mission with the rest of the Bad Batch. And he, they, they end up on a tightrope escaping. What, what did you make of all of this, Ryan? Yeah. 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 I just want to mention too, um, speaking on his body parts, Darth Maul, like when I was looking this up online and just kind of seeing what everyone else had to say, um, it, Collider mentioned Darth Maul legs that yeah, but um, I was wondering if it wasn't going to be that Echo um, so much wasn't there anymore, but that at the snap of a finger, if um, we would see Tambor being able to control him. Because we yeah. 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 So um, just kind of to finish out three, like the rest of what we saw for that episode had to do with um, Anakin and um, the Bad Batch gaining the respect of the politics. And, and their village. And it seemed like 
they had won a major victory against Tambor. But then when we get to episode four, um, I wasn't sure if we were going to see everything that they had worked for in three go to waste with Trench in the fact that I thought it was going to be a trick. Um, I thought that either Echo was going to betray the Bad Batch and the crew, or I thought that Tambor was actually, or sorry, I thought that Trench was going to actually be very aware of what they were doing and catch on to the fact. Like, I was, I was surprised that there wasn't more communication between Tambor and Trench so that Trench would know that, uh, that Echo had been taken away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's dive into four then and talk about that. Um, because we, it started off with very, um, very interesting, um, like high stakes, number one, but also a very interesting plot line in the sense that I don't think anyone knew if Echo, even if it was beyond his control, if Echo was going to betray them. So they end up going on this mission. Um, they go to a nexus and they find Trench. And the whole goal is that Echo's going to go in and they're going to stealthily go in and Echo is going to make it look like um, he's issuing orders as part of the algorithm that um, the separatist army should obey and do in order to win. So I found that very interesting. Um, I also appreciated seeing Anakin. I think my favorite part of four was like, as I mentioned, him going off and doing his own thing and um, actually facing off against Trench. Yeah. And the only Yeah. And I feel like they do that a lot in sci-fi too, where it's mind control and where they can just click up a switch 
they can, you know, get you to do their bidding if they have locked into your mind. Like I'm thinking of Divergent. I don't know. If, yeah. And so the first movie of Divergent, it was something similar. One of the characters, they ended up turning him good character, but just like that, or like Animorphs even, where the slug goes into the air. That's the whole point is that that's how I feel like Echo was. He was, if anything, if they were going to turn him, which they didn't, but if they were, I felt like it was going to be against his control. And um, I, I loved that this whole episode, not only were you wondering if he was going to turn, that nobody trusted him. Even Rex had his doubts and Rex didn't want him in the council room at first. But then Linda was like, let's hear him out. Yeah. Yeah. And of course we got the Roger Roger. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I will never forget his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that. And I loved that we had Obi-Wan and Mace Windu. Um, I think what I also appreciated is that at the end, so, okay, we have Trench and we have the fact that um, we, have, so we have Trench going along with the algorithm and then when Trench realizes that something is up with the algorithm he's like I have my own plan I, I thought that was hilarious he did the evil laugh and then he's like but P.S. when the algorithm doesn't work we can do total annihilation and I literally wrote okay this is hilarious <laughs> but I appreciate it and he's like Mwahaha. And so, and so he just starts this evil laugh and it's like, okay, what's this dude up to? And it turns out, oh, P.S. There's a bomb. So what did you think of them dropping the bomb, Ryan? Yeah. 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 What I loved, I was going to mention that too, specifically the moment where we're seeing darker Anakin 
And then we've got Mace Windu. And, and it's that moment when he needs the one final number. And Anakin, and Anakin he goes, he chops off Trench's arm. He's like, well, if you're not going to tell me, I'll make you tell me. And he, he just did it. And I was like, okay, now here's my thing. When, when Mace Windu, when, he gave, when Anakin gave him the number, Mace didn't even pause to like, Mace didn't feel him at all. Mace didn't feel the fact that Anakin just went dark side, kind of, to chop off this bad guy's arm. Instead, he was like, good job, Anakin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The animation just got darker though, this whole entire like season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and I can't stop seeing like like for me it's like especially reading this Darth Vader comic now I'm trying to every time I watch a pre, the prequel series or, or the movies or the series I am always trying to be on the lookout for moments when Anakin is like Darth Vader and you can tell that they're the same character especially in moments like that where Anakin just doesn't care anymore and, and he's like the anger is obviously taking over his decisions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah. That's what I appreciate about the Clone Wars in general. They always have moments like this that are lighthearted, even though he's a bad guy. But it's just, I appreciate we have this moment, like you said, where it's super dark, but then the bad guy is a caricature. And so it is, it is funny just to kind of watch him like twist and twirl. And um, yeah, so I definitely, you know, I completely agree with you there too um okay so then we have kind of these final moments where um we get back to base and we oh yeah that's right and anakin's like oh wrecker's gonna love this <laughs>
Yeah, it was, I loved that. And I loved how when Wrecker got the controller, he was so excited. He was like, yes, <laughs> Wrecker's gonna wreck. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, yeah, 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 on him. Okay, so then we get to the final moments where um, one, so all of this transpires with Echo, Surprisingly, he did not betray them, uh, either unwillingly or willingly. But then we get to the end, and we had this moment where rec uh, where um, the Bad Batch, we know that they're going to leave, and this is it for them, at least for now. But... No. I believe they're not a thing. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah. Yeah. It, I, yeah, no, I, I was just going to say that what I appreciated about the end with Echo is that we see how it's linked with three and four and how it's this idea of, well, okay, now that I am this and I'm different from how I was, what is my identity now? Where do I belong? And he could no longer belong with the regular Clone War soldiers. Now felt more of a connection and camaraderie with the Bad Batch, um, who won. I appreciate. I also appreciate the fact that, uh, I think it was Rex who said, these are the finest soldiers I've ever served with. So they got their credit, they got their accolade, even if it wasn't a medal. Um, but then on top of that, it, I, I am very drawn to characters who are broken like that. And I don't wanna say, that they are, I mean, they, they are broken in the sense that society has said, oh, there's something wrong with these characters. They were not the perfect Clone War uh, soldier. And so I, I really think that that resonates with me. And it, I felt really bad for Echo and how torn he was between, do I stay with Rex or do I go with these people who could be my new family because they are gonna understand me more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. A new hope. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is so much stronger.
Yeah. How does he accommodate? Yeah. Yeah, and the looks that they changed. And oh man, it was amazing. I, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a very, it was a very sentimental moment. Um, and yeah, just, Yeah, and I, I, I really hope we see them again in seven. I really yeah. 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 And I think for me, what I want to see next um, is more of a focus on Anakin, Nobi One, and Padme, and um, get back into that as we're heading toward the, you know, eventual doom. Um, but <laughs> uh, let's, I think that now's a good time to get to our special segment. Let's talk about our most, our, our MVP of the episode. Ryan, who was your MVP? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, I think for me, I think I'm just going to say Anakin because <laughs> I think, because I think, that, I mean, here's the thing. I think the obvious answer is either Rex or Echo, but so I'm going to be a bit of a divergent and say Anakin and um, just say the reason being because he did kind of need to chop off an arm to 
I mean, he didn't necessarily need to kill him, but he did. Like, yes, exactly. And he did need to chop the arm off to get the number. That, like, let's be real. He wouldn't have gotten it otherwise if he, if, if, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to say Anakin because Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's, let's end with our predictions then. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I'm going to go off of that and add that um, just what we know from reading the Ahsoka Tano book that E.K. That e. Johnston wrote, I'm going to add that um, I remember what we were kind of mentioning before is that we think that somehow she kind of, I feel like she's going to get brought into this either by Obi-Wan or Anakin um, when she's in trouble. And I do think that there's going to be some illegal Maybe not like um, wrong activity, but like maybe not morally wrong, but a legal activity nonetheless that she's involved with. Could be gangsters, could be underworld, um, and that she is going to need the help of either Obi-Wan or Anakin. Or on the flip side, maybe she's okay and maybe they're going to need her help. Um, so that's kind of where I'm thinking this is going. Yeah. Yeah, Mandalore burned. Yeah, with Barkamaha. Okay. No, I think they're related. I think it's, yeah, I think it's related. Just because it's a, it's Ahsoka, I feel like they wouldn't just throw this like they're like the Bad Batch. Obviously, it is related, but it isn't related. Like it could be its own separate, you know, quadrant of store. Like you know, like grouped together, like you could separate it. But with Ahsoka, I feel like her coming back into the picture, the moment we see her again, it's going to be relevant to the greater story. Yeah, and I. And, yeah, uh, I think we got it in the preview, the way that they kind of had the shot of her, like, yeah, like, kind of just like standing up and like, ready for battle. 
I think exactly where we're going and what they're going to do to introduce her. And uh, I think we're going to see her in media res running or, you know, ready to fight against whatever she's involved with. But I do think Underworld, that would be a great time to bring that in. And maybe we'll already see the ties to Darth Maul leading up to where we know this goes. Maybe little hints. I don't think we're actually going to get Darth Maul, but I think there might be hints that whatever she's involved with will lead to him. Yeah, that's what Cool. Well, Ryan, this was a really fun conversation. I know, I know. And I know this is really random, but I am, uh, for anyone who isn't reading Tross, I am reading it and uh, <laughs> maybe we'll have a book conversation about it later. But uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. Ryan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm only like three chapters in. Um, I yeah, I just started reading it. But um, it's so far, like, I'm just gonna say this really fast before we wrap. But so far, it is literally um, where we get we get Leia's perspective a lot more deeply. And they explain Exegol so much better. Not to say anything against the movie, because my perspective is that as an author, that's the whole point of a book, you get to be inside the character's head. And no fault to a movie. There's just certain things in a visual medium that you can't show the way you can in a book. So that's where I'm going to leave that. Ryan, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rachel Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner author. If you're a fan of Outlander, Stumptown, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Star Trek Picard, or Retro Anatomy of a Movie, which is currently on hiatus, you can find me on any of those after shows. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This has been really fun. Ryan and I will actually be back tomorrow to talk about episode five. So if you want more Clone Wars discussion, you can catch there. Yeah. Um, but until then, have a wonderful evening, everybody. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.